Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You and I feel this as acutely as as anybody not working for the Texans, probably. Like, not, you know, owning the team or, or being in the building every day. Um, but we feel it acutely, the... The lack of fan interest at the stadium on game day. The empty seats. And I say you and I feel it acutely because we're out there doing the pregame show in Bud Light Plaza, which is supposed to be where the party is outside the stadium. And yet for most of the games this year, it was a sea of opposing jerseys all year long um, for most of those games. And I guess my question is, if if Sean Payton were to be the head coach of this team and they draft one of those quarterbacks with the second overall pick, are those days gone in 2023, or is uh, it, think, or is well, it somewhere in between? Like, I think, I think there're gonna be a lot of fans that come back. Right? How far back do you think they come? Like, um, I mean, there was a level of excitement for the first game this year. I know it's you know everybody puts out their. It, it, I gotta be honest. It, it kind of sickens me when some media members will take a photo at kickoff. Like, cause that's like, okay, do that with any Houston team, even when things are really good. It's yep. not a true indication of exactly how, but don't get me wrong. It, it's not like they were packed to the gills or anything. It's just at kick, taking a picture of the stadium at kickoff in Houston. Um, it's just very easy to sell whatever you want to sell about the various teams. So yep. I do think though that there was more, um, there was more excitement at the beginning of the year, and it just deflated very quickly. So I think, yeah, that comes back. I think people spend six months convincing yourself that, you know, and I do it every year, convincing yourself that various guys are going to be awesome and that this will work out and that will work out. So with Sean Payton especially, I think there would be a, a level of excitement. Now, I think that if it doesn't go well, I think the enthusiasm is sustained. I think more longer. I think that it's um, and I'd be very honestly, I'd be very, very surprised even if it, even if the Texans don't have a winning record next year. If Sean Payton is their coach, I will be incredibly shocked if they have any outing where they only have five yards of offense in the first half. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I mean, just to go through that drought that they did offensively for for a spell there, I just. I would be very, very shocked if that were to happen under Sean Payton or, honestly, multiple other of these candidates as well. Dude, how much do you think he ends up costing? I, like, the, like as far as draft compensation? No, 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 no. I'm, yeah, you, you, that's a good question. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I meant like cheddar, dollarinis, lettuce. Like, how much is Cal going to have to pay him per year if he were to be the head coach here? 
I was I was listening to somebody on I think it was the Richard Deitch podcast, you know, business of sports type thing. Yeah. And he was talking about the coaching salaries and how you know, because there is no salary cap with the NFL, and yet right. owners owners don't want to be the guy in the boys' club there, the the billionaire boys' club that's spending too much. So they kind of artfully disguise how much those guys might be making, and uh, it kind of it's almost like the college coach getting the house as well as his salary. You know, um, so I don't know. It seems like it seems like the big the big names are making more than ten million dollars if you factor in everything. So I'd say somewhere around $10 million a year. Okay, I just put in Bill Belichick's salary. Right? Yeah. That's the gold standard. He's, yeah. he's, he's the man you'd look at. If you're trying to shoot for the top, yeah. Sportico listed the top 10 highest paid coaches in the country, and Belichick towered above the rest with an estimated annual salary. i got to see what the date is on this article. 20, this, was, this, okay. is, this is, I'm sorry, this is, this is December of 2022. So this is literally a month ago. Yeah. $20 million a year, according to this article. <laughs> For Bill Belichick, twenty million a year. Twenty million. You want the full top ten? And how about and, and, you know? Is that it's it's interesting that Tom Brady willingly took way less than other top quarterbacks were making for years and years, uh, and yet Belichick is the highest paid coach. Doesn't count against nice. the cap, baby. Doesn't nice. does, I know. Doesn't I know. Even, it's just it, damn it. It's a it's the a hypocrisy of it all. It the optics, totally, off. dude. Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. All right. Um, you want the other? Uh, you want the other ones as of a month ago, according to this report? Uh, yes, I do. Pete Carroll is number two on the list. Okay. Yeah, fifteen million a year. That's a, Pete Carroll that's earned a, his money this year, man. Seahawks are a playoff team. He earned his money this year. Sean, when you factor in coaches' hours, though, those guys are basically making minimum wage. That's true. Uh, they more than, they yeah. work eighty-seven hours a day. You're right. Um, <laughs> Sean McVay, which is a totally separate topic now, but yeah. Sean McVay is third on the list at fourteen million a year. Oh, and he's well, you know, the difference, though, is that now all these these broadcasting salaries are getting up are that? the 10s and 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so this is across all sports, because number four on the list is Greg Popovich of the Spurs, kind of the Belichick of the NBA, $13 million a year for Greg Popovich. I had a dream about Greg Popovich the other okay, night, well, where this... the Texans hired Greg Popovich, and we were torn because we didn't know whether it legitimized the Texans because it was a big-time name, um, or... Or if it was a little bit of a clown show because he hired Greg Popovich to coach the Texans. Uh, but this is ultimately what did Greg Popovich in. He wouldn't he wouldn't stop making uh, references to the Spurs. Every time every time he would get up in a press conference, he would hearken back to the days they were winning championships with the Spurs, and it did not ingratiate him to uh, to the to the Houston fan base. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Cal sitting down to introduce Greg Popovich and making making a, a convincing plea to the fans that we are not San Antonio Spurs East? <laughs> what if every time like the Popovich? <laughs> Popovich drafts Bryce Young, and he's like, hey, look, we think he can be like the, the David Robinson of his era. Right. The very best center that, uh, that, that was around during his era. We feel like we can make him into that. No, he just goes next level. Like, why are the Texans signing Tony Parker to play running back? What the hell is going on? Um, Popovich fourth. Mike Tomlin is fifth. Again, deservedly so. Really good coach. Twelve and a, He's $12.5 million. And then I'll do these quick. Andy Reid, John Harbaugh tied at $12 million a year. Nick Saban at Alabama. See, now we're getting into it. The next three are all college coaches. Saban, Dabo, Kirby Smart, all at between 11 and $12 million a year. Those are by far the best government jobs. Easily. A head football coach at a state yes, college. Yes. It doesn't get much better than that if you're That's a government right. employee. That and yeah. tax collector. Those are the two best. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I think that uh, uh, it's – I don't know how much I trust that that list. It's probably vaguely right or anything. I think then – you know what? The ballpark numbers, I'm sure, like, are, are probably right. Yeah. I think the top guys are making close to $20 million or so. Um, so are they, are they willing to go there, and is that what Sean Payton is expecting? That's what I worry about is that basically I think the only team out there right now that might be willing to go that far is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So I would say – I, I don't. I D'Amico is my guy. D'Amico is my favorite choice right now, and um, but I certainly would not kick Sean Payton out of bed for eating crackers. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. No, that'd be fun. It'd be a fun. Uh, not being in bed eating crackers. Having Sean Payton uh, would be fun to have as the. Uh, it'd be fun to cover. It'd be fun to to root for this team. Um, okay, we're getting a lot of Carlos Correa texts on the trailer wheel and frame text page. <laughs> uh, one seven nine three. The twins got Dior on sale. <laughs> yeah. and I go to the mall and I go to the Dior store and I want something. I get it. It's a, he's the factory second. He though. is. He he's is. Uh, he's a, he's he's last season's edition. It's like oh, I'm getting a Dior bag. Or that Dior stroller that we looked at on the website that cost seventy five hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Or or a sweatsuit from Dior that has like a thread pulled like across the left chesticle there. Or the know? little yeah. It, well, the thing I notice in some of the uh, the outlet stores or the second stores is a lot of times it's the seams. Like you'll go yes. like the seams a little crooked underneath the, the underneath the armpit there, and you're like, oh okay, whatever. Like I I, I can barely lift my arms anymore anyway. So who, who do I care? Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's completely Carlos Correa right now. Whatever. Whatever the hell's wrong with his ankle, which, by the way, do you think we'll ever get some kind of a report about specifically what the objection was with his ankle? Probably only if he actually goes and hurts it, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he has to, and you know, HIPAA and whatnot, we're likely not to unless Carlos himself. I would say, yeah, I think Carlos, if he gets injured, then we'll, there's a good chance they'll, they'll say the whole deal. I think you might not find out until Carlos retires. And basically says, yeah, it turns out I've, uh, my, my <laughs> turns out they discovered I've got a coccyx for an ankle. Uh, <laughs> real weird mutation. My tailbone is in my ankle. It's kind of embarrassing. Frankly, I used to have a tail growing out of my ankle. They lopped it off when I was 17. And, uh, I just didn't feel comfortable talking about it. <laughs> And people kept groping it. It's really, really weird. <laughs> my lucky, my lucky coccyx tail was on my ankle. Right. Uh, but ultimately, we decided that it might be a little too much of a red flag for the Astros. Oh my God! All right, what are the odds that Chicago trades out of that number one overall pick? You can bet on this right now. Actually, we will tell you what the chances are that the Chicago Bears do something that would scare the hell out of Texan fans. Trade out a number one to a possible division rival. That is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. What you said about it has to be the right guy. If there's a quarterback in this draft that you think is that guy, would you move heaven and earth to get him? Would you go up to number one? Yes, I'd do whatever it takes. If we if we thought there's a player that, that we're driven to get that makes the franchise and the team better, that's what we would do. Chris Ballard, Indianapolis Colts GM, saying, yeah, we would do that. We'd trade up to number one. That is the big fear of Texan fans. The odds right now, Seth, will Chicago trade the number one overall pick? The odds right now are heavily skewed towards yes. Yes is minus 180, which means you've got to bet, you've got to risk $180 to win 100. And I guess if we're putting it in percentages, that's like a, like a 60 to 65% chance that Chicago trades the number one overall pick. And it's more tradable this year, or more maybe it's more likely than in some years comparatively because the Bears don't need a quarterback, and there are teams, a lot of teams, an extraordinary number of teams that do need a quarterback. Um, and yet, only three times in the past 20 years has the number one overall pick been moved. It's only been moved, yeah. you know, 10, 15% of the time, something like that. It's, uh, it's rare. I don't, you know, these things change over time. At some point, it might become just very common for the number one overall pick to be traded. But for, I think for various reasons, teams have a hard time. Teams that have the number one overall pick uh, feel that it's worth way more than it is to people below them. It's just, there's just a difference in values on there. And I do think that part of it is that just there's a psychological stigma with the number one overall pick. And to trade up to number one overall and then to whiff is like an almost – it feels like it's an almost death blow to your career possibly. And you'll, you'll be reviled for it forever. Um, and then people with the number one overall pick a lot of times fall in love with the person that's up there. And they just feel like, well, look, we're here. We've got a shot at taking a guy who's a physical freak show, and we're going to take it. So I, I think that's where you hope that the Bears feel that way. Remember, they, they traded away Roquan Smith, who's not a um, – who isn't – you know, obviously isn't as valuable as a pass rusher, but was a guy who wanted a whole bunch of money for his – his veteran contract, they could sure do well to replace Roquan Smith with a young guy on his rookie contract. Um, 
and, and who's also a pass rusher, a better position than off-ball linebacker, there's a really good chance that the Bears just say, yeah, we're not, we're not going to look at gift horse in the eye. We're going to go ahead and, uh, and take Will Anderson and be, be off with him. Do you see Roquan Smith got paid? Hundred mil, baby. Hundred yeah. mil, five years from the Ravens. So. And he negotiated the contract himself. Did he? Yeah. Remember that was one of the stories this summer was that he had, he had some guy acting as his agent who wasn't actually an agent. There was okay. some. There was a little bit of goofiness there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it ended up working out for him. And then Lamar Jackson, of course, uh, who's also trying to get a new contract from the Ravens, is also negotiating his contract himself. He is. And, he is. Uh, that it seems to be. The hang, one of the big hang-ups in Baltimore seems to be that Lamar Jackson wants it 100% guaranteed. Yeah. Um, he wants a Deshaun yeah. deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the, uh, the odds makers say they're going to trade out of that number one pick. I'm going to get into the short list of teams because the Bears, the media covering the Bears are already scoping out, okay, who are they going to approach? Who is Ryan Poles? Ryan Poles is the GM of the Bears. Who is Ryan Poles going to be reaching out to here to start shopping that pick around because we know he's open for business. We'll get to that in a second. I will say this, that if you're asking me, let's pretend that the draft capital price is the same for the Texans to move up from two to one or go get Sean Payton as the head coach. You know, let's yeah. say the, let's say the price is the 12th overall pick and maybe a third round pick, like a first and a third to move up one spot um, to go get the quarterback they know they want. I would rather use that draft capital to go get Sean Payton. And yeah, as I the head too. coach, and then yeah. you take whatever quarterback, you take your chances on whatever quarterback's there at number I, two. I also think, too, you know, Sean, I, I think sometimes you get just, you start to fall in love with the notion, and then you start to think about other things uh, like that notion is true or something. Because I know that some people are saying, well, boy, I don't, want, I don't want Sean Payton because there's a good chance that he doesn't like Bryce Young because of the size issue. Okay, well... There's also a chance that Sean Payton is more correct about it than you or me is, you know. Like I said, so if you if you know that you really like Sean Payton, then you're you're willing to trust his opinion on which quarterback he wants. And I'm with you there. I think that, I, and I also think that I, I think the Texans told Lovey Smith to go out and try to win that game. Like I think there's just a really good chance that that's the way it was. Casario didn't really do any personnel moves that would have made it seem like they were trying to tank that game. So Lovey's going to go out and try to win that game. I don't know if that's what they would have done if they thought that Bryce Young hung the moon. Right. You know, He's like, Andrew I Luck. don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if Nick Casario feels just so enamored of Bryce Young that you know they've they've got to trade back up there that they screwed up by losing the number one overall. It's funny too, you know, it, that, that the opponent was the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis with that game. Just in, I've been thinking about that game a lot over the last few days, just because of the reaction to it. I've gotten over any feelings I had about number one versus number two, whatever. I, I'm ready to roll, man, into draft season. But I think something else I was just thinking of yesterday as I was kind of thinking this through, um, if it were almost any other opponent, I'd be like, yeah, okay, why'd they lose to that team? You know, why, or why'd they beat that team, this or that? This was a team, keep in mind, that the Texans could not beat in Indianapolis for the first 13 <laughs> attempts. Like, Seth, that yeah. became a story for, I mean, after the first seven or eight times, and really once Peyton Manning was gone, it became a huge story because it's like, okay, now, finally, maybe we get that elusive win in Indianapolis, and it still took four more years after that yeah. to win in Indianapolis with some good teams the Texans had, good attempts at it. The, the year that Indy went 2-14, and 14, 
to get Andrew Luck, and the Texans made the playoffs for the first time. They didn't beat Indianapolis in Indy. So I was thinking about that yesterday, just as you were talking about the possibility or the likelihood that top-down in the organization, from owner on down, they wanted to win that game. There's probably a lot of that feeling that goes into it. Like, we spent 13 years trying to beat these guys in Indianapolis. Now we're going to go up there and just roll over for them so we have one slot in the draft difference? Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't – I honestly – I have a hard time. I as I read some of these articles, people come from it or I listen to podcasts, and I, it's just a, a shock to me. And it's a different worldview, but there there are a lot of people out there who just look at it as a foregone conclusion that of course you, of course you don't try to win that game at the end. Right. And I just I, I guess it's just. I, I thought there was still a debate about this. Well, like I, I felt like I felt like people still argue this, or that they should still argue about this. Because I feel like if you're the coach and you're out there with the players that you have, you're trying to win on game day, you know. And that the only time really it's acceptable to to not try to win on game day is if it's because you're getting ready for the playoffs. Other than that, I feel like you owe it to your players and everybody else to just try to win the game. Um, but there are enough people out there that are incredulous that Lovey Smith would do something that, frankly, I think most NFL coaches would do. Go win. It's just yeah. – so it's one thing to believe that coaches should tank in that moment, but it's it's like it's your way out on a limb if you act like it's it's idiotic not to. Like there's very much uh, a, a, a difference in value systems there that goes beyond just making the, the correct logical rational choice. Yep. Uh, Alyssa Barbieri writes for BearsWire.com. That's the that US, is a great name. U, it is a great name. Uh, USA Today kind of football. That's the Bears corner of the USA Today universe over there. Here are the teams that, that she lists as the, the ones that the Bears should be talking to about a trade. Number one, Indianapolis Colts, for obvious reasons. We've, we've hashed that one out. Number two, Houston Texans. Remember when the Bears traded up one spot from three to two to select Mitchell Trubisky in 2017, she says? Chicago could finally be on the winning side of that trade after the Texans screwed up and let the number one pick get away from them. If Houston has their hearts set on a particular quarterback, Young or Stroud, they might have to draft or trade draft capital to move up one spot and prevent another team from leapfrogging them. Then again, if they're comfortable with either, they can stay at two and take whoever's on the board. Um, yeah. I don't think the Texans are all that high up. I don't know if she's doing it in order of likelihood or not, but I like the next few teams, like the Raiders at three, that feels like a team ready to make a big swing for a quarterback. Um, the Carolina Panthers are number four on this list. Um, these are all teams picking in the top ten. The Tennessee Titans are picking 11th in the draft. She's got them listed fifth on the list. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, number six on her list. They're picking in the top ten. Hmm, yeah, there are a lot of teams that uh, – and it, it is strange. We were not too long ago talking about how it seemed like most teams are kind of – Pretty comfortable with their quarterback right now. Not anymore, dude. I mean, I'll keep going. Super, super south, super fast. Jets, number seven on this list. Uh, the Jets, yeah. you know, they're, Zach Wilson's not working out. The Lions are eighth on the list. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm relieved that everybody seems to be settled on Jared Goff in Detroit. Because I'm like, I still yeah. don't think Jared Goff is going to. And if you take away his offensive coordinator, who's in line for a bunch of jobs, including the Texans possibly, who yeah. knows if Jared Goff is the same guy? You know? There was a huge, there was a huge gap between what they looked like before Ben Johnson and after Ben Johnson. Yep. Which is another one. Somebody had suggested yesterday that you know when when we talk about okay, 
how are these potential candidates going to fill out a staff? Somebody suggested that, uh, that D'Amico Ryans could bring Anthony Lynn with him because uh, Anthony Lynn's in San Francisco right now. And I, Anthony Lynn was the offensive coordinator for the Lions before – before Ben Johnson came in and turned the offense around immediately. Yeah. Like, that's a that's the rough one. The rough one is when you're – it's one thing if you're an offense coordinator and the year doesn't go well, but, you know, there's various reasons and, you know, there could be other factors beyond your control. But when somebody comes in and switches it around immediately with the same people in the same uh, – that, that, that's, a, that's a rough one to come back to. Absolutely. It's either an indictment on Lynn or it's flowers for Johnson or both. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, let's um, keep it moving. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. All right. Up next, James Palmer texted me yesterday. Our good friend from the NFL Network. He texted me, and he said, "Man, I really riled up Texan fans with something I said on the NFL Network, and then posted on my Twitter account. He posted the video on his Twitter account. What did James Palmer, former Houstonian?" Uh, and now NFL Network reporter, say about the Texans' coaching job that got Texan fans so irate at him yesterday. We will hear. We'll hear it, and we'll let you be the judge. Should we be irate at James Palmer? That is next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, let me, um, let me find the exact text. Should have done this during the break. Payne and Pendergast welcoming you back in here on a, um, on a Thursday. Um, James Palmer, Seth, I was texting with our good friend yesterday, James Palmer. Here's what he said to me. He said, man, your Texan fans hate my take 
on, well, I'm not going to say, he says, my take that dot, dot, dot. I don't want to say what it is because I want you to react to okay. it. And I want the audience to hear it. But suffice it to say, he had a take on the NFL Network, which he then took the video of and posted on social media. And he said that it's mind-blowing that they were so angry with this, um, with this take. So let's hear it. This was James Palmer on the NFL Network talking about the maybe some of the issues with the Texans' head coaching vacancy. Andrew, there's several questions, and I'll get to them. But the first one is the most important one, is that asking Nick Casario, who's going to be running this along with owner Cal McNair, is are you going to give me time to rebuild this organization? How can you sell me on the fact that you are going to be patient after, as you mentioned, you went one and done with David Culley and one and done with Lovey Smith when I've been down there covering that organization a lot over the last year, where they've been very open with saying they believe they're several years away from being a true contender in the NFL, yet you still continue to move on from these head coaching candidates. Now, the other question I would have is, how is the process going to be as you're interviewing me? Because it's been different over the last couple of seasons as they've been churning through these head coaches. I remember two years ago when they were looking for a general manager and a head coach to help out ownership, they hired a head coaching searching committee that included Tony Dungy, included Andre Johnson, included Jimmy Johnson. That group was barely used, to my understanding. To, they're, they're, they weren't leaned on by any stretch of the imagination. Now, when you look into this search, owner Cal McNair says that he is going to have a much larger role in this head coaching search as opposed to the previous ones. We don't know what that role is going to be because yesterday during the press conference, he had an opening statement and then sat in the front row and didn't take any questions. So we don't know what that role is going to be. But there's a lot of questions as a head coach that you would have if you're trying to fill this vacancy in Houston. Now, Nick Casario says that they are going to be welcomed, that those are fair questions to ask him in the process. It just is a very interesting process in Houston from the coach's perspective. Of that. Oh, look, um, so these are the two things where I would – I think, honestly, James brings up valid points, and I think there's answers to those. So James is bringing up things that candidates might ask. Okay, so that is because James, like many other people, just have this perception of the Texans. Um, I think as far as the search firm goes, that was one that I wrestled with a lot, and then I realized as Cal is talking about being more involved and closer to it, and as Nick is talking about, you know, being more involved in certain aspects of the search or, you know, relying on different people, I, it, it's, it's as simple and it's right in front of your face. It's that this search will not involve Jack Easterby. And, and again, I'm not painting some vast conspiracy or anything. The, the Texans organization made no secret of the fact that Jack Easterby was very, very much involved in a lot of the decision making about the future of the organization. Um, it was minimized over the course of the last year as people started to, frankly, get wise to certain things. Um, but Jack Easterby was a big part of a lot of the unorthodox things that the Texans did. And I like if you've ever listened to Jack Easterby talk or give a presentation or anything, and you don't realize that this guy is in love with the unorthodox, then I feel like you are just just not even listening. You've got your Walkman on or something instead. Um, so I think a, a lot of it is as simple as that. It's going to be a more conventional search because you don't have some new age whack job who acts like everything has to be reinvented all the time, um, whispering in everybody's ear all the time. It doesn't think that you have to be outside the box on every damn thing. So I, it, it's as simple as that. And 
it's it's a black eye for the organization that they allowed themselves to be swayed so much by a clearly clueless idiot um, for for as long as they did. But that's it, it, it happened. All those people that got taken in by Madoff were pretty rich and successful as well. It's just some people have a a knack for for bending people's will for whatever reason. Yep. So, um, so that's Jay- right. I just compared Jack Easterby to uh, to Madoff, Bernie Madoff. And I don't think so. anybody's even flinching in their cars right yeah. now listening to you say that, to be honest with you. Yeah, so here was James's full text. Um, I can fill in the blanks now that we play the audio. Man, your Texan fans hate my take that ownership needs to prove some things to candidates during the interview process. And he says, and it's mind-blowing with a laughing, crying emoji. So, Jay, you, if you were one of the ones that went after the great James Palmer... Just know that you didn't hurt his feelings nor break his will. He's laughing, crying, emojiing at you right now. Yeah, the whole thing, too. I mean, I think there are things that the Texans can say privately to candidates that they wouldn't say publicly, in, including, okay, just in what context was were those coaches hired? Um, and, and, again, like I, I hate to bring this up uh, with James, but as with a lot of other national people, they continue to bring up the hiring record of the Texans without even mentioning that Deshaun Watson was demanding a trade while being investigated for two dozen counts of sexual misconduct uh, during all that period. And that it made, it made things kind of difficult to operate normally. So I, I don't excuse the Texans completely. Don't get me wrong, but to not bring that up, I just, I don't understand how you can talk about the last two years and not bring up what was one of the biggest stories in the NFL the last two years. Yep. It's just 100% certainly and totally part of everything that happened. And, 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 and some of the Deshaun Watson situation in terms of the football side of it was the Texans' fault. Um, and some of it clearly was not, unless you're one of these whack jobs that thinks that the Texans were somehow like encouraging it by getting him a room and all that. Uh, it, at which point, I just have to show you the door. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, during the first one where they wound up with Cully, it was it was just Deshaun asking for a trade. During the second one where you wound up with Lovey Smith, it was he wanted a trade. And oh, by the way, we don't even know if we're going to be able to trade him. <laughs> you know, like we we don't it, even know right. if he's, we don't even know if he's going to jail. <laughs> you know? And. And though they had backed themselves into the corner by the absurd, and this is where the Jack Easterby influence comes in, the Josh McCown uh, fixation. You know, it just, it was, so it was very much their fault, but there's more to it than, than just that. So I think the answer that they might give candidates about some of that will be a combination of Deshaun Watson and Jack Easterby. And you don't want to, you don't want to be in the position where you're painting them out as scapegoats. I think that, I think that Nick Casario would would uh, you know probably talk openly about things he wishes he had done differently. But I think it's very fair to say, look, I, we let Jack Easter be um, a man who may indeed be cuckoo, uh, actually in charge of a whole bunch of stuff. And Deshaun Watson was being investigated for two dozen sexual uh, misconduct accusations while demanding a trade. And yeah. That, that, that was a little bit weird, too. Yeah. Am I, is it okay for me to let myself get excited that I think they're going to wind up with a coach that people are really going to like in this cycle? Can I let myself? Yeah, I don't think there's anybody on that list right now that they dis, that people would dislike. Is there? I know, like, I, Kafka doesn't necessarily have a head coach persona. I think there's some guys there that people will be less enthusiastic about. 
But I don't see anybody where there's an immediate, like David Cull. David Cully and Lovey Smith had very serious and real uh, objectionable factors to people, you know, right off the bat. So, like, whether, you're, whether or not you disagreed with that or not at the time, they were bona fide. David Cully, like, okay, who the hell is this guy and why has he never, why has he never done anything other than be a wide receivers coach um, or a quarterbacks coach? And B, is Lovey Smith just recent track record and potential antiquated defense, all that stuff. Um, with the guys so far right now on this list, I don't think there are many, as many obvious objections. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, I, I don't know enough about uh, Ivero, the Denver DC. He's the one I know the least about. Um, yeah. Other than he was the coordinator for a really good defense on a bad team this year. And as you said to me before the show, maybe I should let you make this point. It's not easy to be a coordinator and have a really good defense on a really bad team. Well, that's yes. So the, the Broncos defense was very good this year and it's, it's hard to be a good defense when the offense is going three and out continually, when you're in bad field position continually, it's just, it's really hard. So, you know, likewise with offense, it's hard to, um, you know, have success as a team without a good defense. But I think one of the harder things, too, is that defensive players uh, start to get kind of PO'd uh, when, when things when you're when you're playing really well and the offense isn't playing well that you can get sniping and you remember hey Houston 93 remember Buddy Ryan punching Kelvin Kevin Gilbride that's the kind of stuff that can happen if you don't necessarily have a, a great if you've got a leadership vacuum so I think in trying to evaluate and figure out exactly how how well did Evero you know, keep those guys focused and not let it become a distraction. I think that can show some leadership ability in a in a um, in a circumstance in an adverse circumstance. Yeah, you know, it's a, look, it's look, it's easy to be a good coordinator uh, when you've got awesome talent and you're on a good team, and that's actually a drawback to some of these guys, and always will be. Um, but I think with Evero, if I were him, I would go in and that would be one of my pitches. Would be like, hey, look. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. We had guys that, that were coming up to me questioning, hated Russell Wilson, whatever it might be. And I had to, you know, really just remind them of uh, of what they needed to focus on, control what they can control, all that same stuff. That transfers over to being a head well, coach. Well, and on that team, they traded one of his two or three best players at the trade deadline, too. They traded Bradley Chubb for draft yeah, picks. Yeah, You know, because yeah. they, they needed a first-round pick because they'd emptied the chamber to go get Russell Wilson. So the sacrifice bunt in that whole thing was Bradley Chubb who was yeah. arguably their best player, him and Sertan. Uh, all right, Payton and Pendergast with you on a uh, Thursday. We head into the 9 o'clock hour. The big story, Sean Payton. Uh, the Texans have requested an interview with Sean Payton. What would you give up to get Sean Payton, and do we think the Texans would, would do it? Would they give up the draft capital? Would they cut the check? And what would it mean for enthusiasm for the Texans in the city? We will get into that as we head into the 9 o'clock hour next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.